Greetings, this is Pastor Stan Harvey of the Pentecostals of Sydney. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. It is our hope that this message, whether it be a Sunday service or a midweek lesson, would be a blessing and a help to you in your spiritual journey. Stay connected with us on our website, posydney.com, or on our numerous social media platforms. Now to the service. Pastor Harvey, Sister Harvey, and the wonderful team. Amen. I'm not sure whether you know this. I think you have one of the most progressive and loving pastors. Amen. Amen. And I was glad when they say that he's the he is the superintendent. Hallelujah. Praise God. Heavy load. Amen. If you have your Bible, I want to turn to the books of Numbers, chapter 13, verse 17 to 18, and then we jump straight to 30 to 33. Amen. A very familiar passage of Scripture. Okay, Numbers, chapter 13, verse 17 to 18. Amen. If you are there, say, Amen. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way in the south and go to the mountains and see what the land is like whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak few or many verse 30 then Caleb quiet the people before Moses and said let us go up at once and take possession for we are able to overcome it but the man who had gone with him said we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people who were, who, whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw giants. The descendant of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Psalms chapter 34, verse 3. Psalms chapter 34, verse 3 it goes like this Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. I, I want to talk to you a little bit. I got 30 minutes. That's a challenge for me, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the lost art of magnifying the Lord. You know, the word, we don't use the word, I exalt you, magnify the Lord any longer. You know, in the, in, in, when I was growing up as a Christian, you know, you know, we used to sing the song, I exalt you. Y'all remember that song? <laughs> you know, but, but, but then, lo and behold, I don't even understand the meaning of it all. I want to talk to you, you know, because... The world is very negative right now. Amen. I don't know about you. You open the newspaper, how many people are receiving the COVID? You know, in Singapore, we have a new wave. Another wave of COVID has hit us. Amen. So I want to talk to you about magnifying the Lord. Amen. Okay. Are, are you ready with me? But today is more than just, uh, what I call that, uh, me preaching to you. I need you to get engaged with me. 
Amen. The importance of praise and how praise can be a, a spiritual weapon. Hello? You know, worship leaders will come up, they tell me, Pastor, sometimes I feel like I'm plowing. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the people seems like they are sleeping or just woke up. You know, and, and they feel like you are plowing. You know, and it's frustrating coming from here and we want to be nice to people, but yet at the same time, we want to magnify the Lord to help them understand that God is still on the throne. We want to preach faith to people because people need to understand that God is able. Amen. So, you know, they ask me, Pastor, what, what, what do you do? I say, there's one key verse that I've learned in Hosea chapter 10 verse 11. It says, Judah shall plow. Judah in Hebrew means praise. And sometimes, you just have to plow your way through life. And what do you do when things are not happening for you the way you want it? Praise Him. Are you with me here today? You know what? At Tabernacle Church, we have our prayer meeting and I normally lead prayer meeting and I say this, never bring needs before the Lord yet. Yet. I say yet. Because you got to work through the processes of your mind and your faith. What do you mean? In prayer time, there are moments that you don't pray because there is no faith. Hello? I mean, you get up, you need momentum, you know, okay, you know, you, you don't just go, wow, uh, maybe some of you can, but for me, I got to be have a momentum. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then I start praising Him. Amen. Why? Because if I pray at that moment, I don't have faith. You hear me now? That's why we, we, we don't just jump in. That's the reason why the scripture gives us an outline. Because when you don't pray in faith, God will not hear you. Without faith, it is impossible to praise up, please Him. You hear me now? And then I have to do some kind of routine. You know, before you run, they say before you run, you do warm-ups. <laughs> stretch. This morning, I did my stretch because there are times I, 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 I was preaching and I cramped my muscles. So I got to do some stretch to prevent any injury. Amen. And I've always tell people this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. Amen. He say, okay, okay. You know what? Uh, 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 and, 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 and our people, you know, sometimes I'm not around. The people were saying that, Pastor, prayer meeting. You feel like you got to plow. See, the reason why is because... You exalt your problems and you do not exalt God. You do not magnify Him. And at that point when you pray, God don't, God will not respond at that time because you know what? Wrong timing. You got to take yourself. This flesh has many layers that I have to deal with. No, I don't know about you, but when you come to work, you know, and then you go back, you got all kinds of thoughts in your head. You got to filter those things out. You got to sanitize your mind. We talk about sanitizing our hands. Look at this. Everywhere you go, there's a bottle called a sanitizer. I wonder, why don't we sanitize our mind? 
And how do you sanitize your mind? Magnify the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Shall we just lift our hands? I'm going to go quickly now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare that you are greater. Lord, we declare that you are able. Come on. Come on, let your voice out for a moment. Let's praise Him. Come on, let's build some momentum here. Amen. Come on, let's do some warm-up. Amen. In the spirit right now. You are greater. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving. Amen. I will enter His cause. We praise. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberate us today. Hallelujah. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. And now is the time. Everybody say praise God. You may be seated. Amen. You have two choices today as you come into this place. You know, either you're going to microscope your problems or you're going to magnify the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, our perspective is very important. Our perspective determines what we see in a time of crisis. Amen. You know, have you ever seen some people, you know, they say, oh, this cup is, you know what? Half full. But some people will say it half empty. Perspective. Amen. You know, there is a Chinese word. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to teach you Chinese, but there are Chinese folks today. I thought that's very interesting. It's called Wei uh, Ji, which is crisis. Wei uh, Ji, okay, sorry. Wei Ji, crisis. I got to have my wife to help me. Okay? And in this word crisis, there is Wei Xian, the way, which is danger. And Ji is opportunity. In times of crisis, there are two things. Danger or opportunity. Amen. Come on. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Even the Chinese language can tell us that. You have to choose which side you want to be. If you will put a microscope and focus on your problems, all you see is danger everywhere. Amen. A microscope, for those who do not know, but I think that most of us know, a microscope is a device that makes a small thing look bigger than it is. It is easy to magnify the cares of this world, our needs, our weakness, and our duties like microscope. And then by microscoping our problems, we have four F that we will have to deal with. F number one is fatigue, frustration, failure, and fear. Paralyze you. You don't know what to do. You are stuck. Amen. Let me say something. Someone say, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. I, 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 I'm fearful. I, I'm scared. I, I, you know what? I tell them, have faith. But they say, huh? What do you mean? How can I have faith? Yeah, if you can have fear, you have faith over your obstacles. If you can fear, you can have faith. Let me say that again. If you can have, if you fear, it's faith over your obstacles. If you can fear, you can have faith. 
Amen. And fear is a powerful force. I was reading up because I'm dealing a course right now that many things that paralyze people and one of the areas they say that, that, that you have to look for strongholds in your life is when there is a spirit of fear. Amen. So fear is something that will paralyze us every day. You know, we fear. We have our insecurities. We have our past that we need to deal with. And fear robs us from power and, of, and, and, and love and a sound mind. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. And, and here's something that's very interesting. We were born with two fears. Fear of loud noises and fear of falling down. We were born. But right now, there is 400 kinds of phobias. 400. So you know what that tells me? Wow, I, I'm getting excited about this. That means the 398 fears are learned. And you know what that tells me? If I can unlearn, or if I can learn a fear, I can unlearn a fear. Are you with me here today? Amen. Come on now, everybody say praise God. You know, I, I, I have fear of hikes. My wife always likes to taunt me. Hey, come on, let's go roller coaster. I say, no. I won't pay so much to just go for, a, you know what they call that, bungee jump. I mean, I, I tell our church people all the time, you want bungee jumping? You know what? Uh, just let me know. I'll tie you up and throw you, and then we pick the money to the church fund. You know, save your money, man. <laughs> you know, we, we, we just laugh at it, you know. But, but again, fear is so real. So many times people live in fear, and they never express true liberty. Amen. You know what fear means? False evidence appearing real. Amen. And the scripture constantly tells us, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. God doesn't want us to microscope our problem, but magnify the Lord. Amen. I say again, you have a choice. Let me tell you something. Amen. You know what? If you want to have faith, then you need to start to praise Him and start to see the wonders of His glorious creation. Amen. I, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I got to think about God. You know? Lord, you have no beginning. Think about that. Lord, you have no beginning. My mind cannot comprehend it. Amen. And what do you think about it? You know, like, like some people say, oh, where is God in the universe? God is not in the universe. The universe is in God. Amen. Have you ever thought about that? Amen. I mean, you know, God spoke the world into existence out of nothing. You know, when, I, when, when, when the Bible says that his, his ways and his thoughts are higher than our ways, is, is, you know, is as high as the heavens and so forth. You know, I was just thinking about the stars, you know, the closest star, the, the closest planet is, uh, what do you call that? Sun. Our sun that gives us the heat is 115 million kilometers away. Okay, wow. That's high. <laughs> Amen. I, I was just thinking about it. My, my mind cannot comprehend it. And then you think about it. If we are too close, we'll fry. If we are too far, you get cold. I mean, isn't that wonderful? I mean, think for a moment. Folks, you know how big God is? He's so big that my mind cannot even comprehend it. And then, you know, instead of just sitting down there and, 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 and magnifying our problems, the scripture goes on to tell us in 2 Corinthians chapter, five, uh, chapter 10, verse 5, he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. Imagination. Some of our problems are imaginations. 
Amen. We were talking to Samantha and then she was talking about the future. I said, stop imaginating. I know John Lennon asked you to imagine. That's why he's in a mess. Not everything that goes through your thoughts are real. Hello? And you know what's the worst part of it? Whatever you fear most of the time will come to pass. What we fear has come. I wonder if they have faith and start to magnify the Lord, what would happen? Amen. You see, we have lost the art of magnifying the Lord. What does it mean to magnify the Lord? To magnify God is to have a higher, larger, truer thoughts of God. I say again, to magnify God is to have a higher, larger, and truer thoughts of God. Amen. The word magnify from dictionary.com says to cause to seem greater and more important attribute importance to, to intensify, to dramatize, to heighten, to exalt, to praise. Come on. Are you with me here today? I say again, are you with me here today? You know what? The, the, the worship leaders are trying to say, Oh, come, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come. Oh, come, magnify the Lord with me. And some of us think that this is a show. And we go like that. What's going on? You know how many people ever say this to me, Pastor, Pastor, I, why did I come to church? Huh? I come in, I never change. Nothing happened. You know, they all want some prophet coming here and speak a word. Oh. You know, they want to see a show. When God says, you need to build momentum here. You guys are believers. You know what to do. You have two choices. Magnify the Lord or magnify your problems. Amen. You know what? I, when I start to think about magnifying the Lord, okay, every week I have to, uh, you know, to discipline myself because sometimes I can be a grumpy old man like what my wife says you are a grumpy old man say what I mean look it's shown in your attitude like God is dead <laughs> some of us live as though like God is dead that God is not on the big, big God is not victorious I know you are going through some issues, but remember this. Cast down every imagination. Cast it down. I say, God, if, allow, if you allow this to happen, it's only going to bring good to me. Amen. And I start to praise him. You know, I still remember I had a bad day. Then, you know, I, I, one of my favorite worship leaders uh, or, or singers is uh, Israel. And then he, he, loved, uh, he, he has this song. I don't know whether you sang this song. He said, I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. I like this rhythm. I am not forgotten. God knows my name. And then he goes, da, 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 da. Well, it's just like my spirit in the morning. I need this kind of song to wake me up. I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. <laughs> Amen. I am not forgotten. God knows my name. He knows my name. Then I go like, whoa. Amen. It's just a revelation and understanding. When that revelation and understanding come upon you, there's going to be liberty to believe God. There's going to be liberty in your prayer time that you will not just pray for your insignificant issues. You start to think about the kingdom of God. Everybody say, praise the Lord. 
Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You see, you know, we have two magnifying kind, uh, devices. One is a microscope and one is a telescope. And I decided to be a telescope because it's the best way to live. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. A telescope makes a big thing that seems small to look a big as, as big as it is really is. Amen. Microscope looks down. But telescope looks up. Look up. Look up. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but we got to do some exercise here. Amen. In our minds. Amen. And sometimes I admit, I admit, I'm still sleeping in church. Come on, let's admit it. And then suddenly, after the lost song, then you wake up. I feel something. <laughs> Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me? Uh, that's why we got four songs. First song doesn't work, so you got second song. Something doesn't work, third song. Third song doesn't work, then fourth, then you start to wake up. I feel something in the air. Oh, I feel something in the air. But God is not done with you right now. Every day, if you want the first song that you move, you start to magnify the Lord. You start to every day get up. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I will speak to my storm. I will speak to my mountains. Amen. Because my God is greater. I say again, ah, virus, COVID. You know, I'm the only person that's still the last man standing in my home. All my children, you know, except for Abby and me, we did not get COVID-19. Amen. I, I don't know how it happened. Because I was quite close with my wife. I, in fact, kissed her. I'm saying, you know, you know, there's a part of us, can, we can do this. But we cannot have the whole family down. Every time there's an itch in Jesus' name. Come on, it's coming. I know it's coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then I spray. Yeah, you got to do your part. Come on. Come on. Hello. Amen. And then you try again. Oh, the next day, whoa, bumping headache. And, and, and my wife said, you okay? I, I, I think I want to test. Then she said, no, don't waste money. No fever yet. No fever yet. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Must have fever. Okay. Okay. And then the pumping of the head, I said, in Jesus' name. Amen. My God is able. Amen. Come on. Are you with me here? Amen. Amen. You know, in life, are you going to be a loser or are you going to be a winner? If you're going to be a winner, you got to win it. You got to magnify the Lord. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Amen. You got you to be, you know, the word that, that a lot of people don't use nowadays, perseverance. You got to be, you got to persevere. You know, there's a difference between perseverance and patience. Many people don't know. Patience is, 
surrender. Perseverance, I'm still clinging on to hope. And I'm fighting. And I'm waiting for God to move. Amen. You know, there's a lot of good old-fashioned spiritual habits that we don't do now, like meditation. We cannot stand to be still. You know, children, when I ask them, I, I, I used to have a trick with all my kids. Let's play the silence game. <laughs> See who can keep quiet the longest. <laughs> and then everybody go. I played that with some of our Sunday school kids. Then you hear somebody, ahem. Then another one, ahem. You know, and, and, and we, we, our mind go blank. You know, if we were to meditate on something, like magnify the Lord, it will change our thinking, Amen. our perspective. Amen. You know, some people say, Pastor, how do you meditate? I say, very simple. Do you worry? Yeah? Worry, you think of all those negative thoughts, right? Yeah, that's meditation. And let me help you understand something. Worry is not of God. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. I tell our people, you know that when you worry, it's okay to be concerned. But overly concerned becomes worry. And you magnify the problem. You keep on repeating and repeating. Same with offenses. That person, oh, you did me wrong, you did me wrong, you did me wrong. Do you know how to get resentful towards somebody? Just repeat the mistakes over your head. It's so easy for my wife to hate me. Why? Every day think about all the bad things that I've done. All my little quirks and all those stuff. You know, you can hate somebody. You can resent somebody just by doing nothing, by just sitting there. And then there are times when I look at her, what did I do? I did nothing, but she was thinking about all the little things that I did not do. Amen. And then she goes like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. What did I do? I want to apologize, bro, but I don't know what to apologize about because if I apologize to something that is wrong, aha, I caught you. Amen. Because they keep on meditating of what should be done, what has not been done, and so forth and so forth. But then, and they start to worry and they got to be insecure about their relationship. And they become suspicious. Remember this, there's a difference. Oh, I wish I had time. I teach our people there's a difference between suspicious spirit and a discerning spirit. Some of us are just operating in suspicion. They call it discernment. Yeah, discernment. I discern. You are just operating in suspicion. That's the spirit of fear that looks like the spirit of discernment. Oh, Pastor. I have discernment. Oh man. I like, no, you don't. You are just wounded. And a wounded person feels and are more sensitive to hurts. That's why the Bible in Acts chapter 24, verse 16 talks about you know exercising yourself void of offenses towards God and man. Exercise your conscience. The word conscious there is a word in Greek, say co-perception. You see, you need God to help you. There's a difference within facts and truth. Let me say that again. 
Facts is without God. Truth is with God. And I believe that God has the last say. Amen. I say again, there is a difference between facts and truth. Amen. And so many times people were about to get their breakthrough if they would just hang on. If you just magnify the Lord with me and just push on and just hanging on there. You know what? Because you know who is responsible for your thought life? You. Amen. You. You know, I teach about mental health in our church and it's real. You need help if you cannot control your thoughts. You need. If somebody says, I, I can't, you need to see your pastor immediately. All battles are won here. First here. Amen. And you need to practice some exercise, spiritual exercise. That is casting down imagination. But you don't focus on casting. How do you cast down? He must increase. So you know what I do? I just thank him. Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you. You know, the brain works with association. When you talk about salvation, what do you think about water baptism? Spirit filled. God filled me with the Spirit. And the memories of me being filled with the Holy Spirit so real come upon me. I felt like, you know, we can go back in time through our memories. Memories are powerful. Strongholds can be a good stronghold. You know, uh, uh, that's why we are told to dig Abraham's well. Amen. Right? To build the altar. Abraham's altar because we need memorial, memorial stones so that to help us. Don't let, don't let your monuments become your tombstone. But use it to propel you to move forward, to worship God. Remember what the Lord has done. Salvation, how He saved me. I think about the cross, I think about all this, I think about, you know, the fact that I remember I can go back in time, it was St. Paul Road, a, a, a place, and God filled me with the Holy Ghost. It was such a deep experience. There are so many times that I, I cannot deny that He is real. You know, I've seen how He moves in my children. I see how He saved my children. And I start to meditate on those things. And then slowly, it just automatically, it will turn into praise. God, if you did that before, you're going to do it again. I say again, God, if you do that before, but it all begins with you. Amen. Uh, you know what? I don't feel like praising Him. Do you feel like going to work? I don't. Amen. I, I like to work. Sorry, I like to work. Amen. But, but there are people that... But you still got to work, right? That's, you know what? When there is no motivation, then you discipline yourself. It's called discipline. Amen. And you know what? I feel like, you know, at times, you know, when i supposed to go exercise, it was like this first. And then you feel the momentum. And then you flow with it. That's how walking in the Spirit looks like. Amen. I, I want to share something with you that helps a lot, okay? You know, I've, I thought our church has power in unity. There's power in focus. You know, if pastors here says, praise the Lord, everybody just praise Him. Everybody will do it like a crescendo shout because it gives liberty. When everybody does it, that's why you need the body of Christ. Amen. You, you know what? They're, they're, you cannot do your own thing. You know, there is a flow in the Spirit and God wants us to harmonize. Let me help you understand and I'm going to be ending real soon, but I want you to hear me now very carefully. 
Or some people say, I'm, I'm in unity. Yeah, you can sing the same song, but the different key. Come on. I mean, we are singing D, you singing, I don't know what key. And as a body, when we come together, we got we one voice. Are, are you with me? I, I don't like the song. I, I'm not asking whether you like the song. Can you harmonize? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? The, listen very carefully. The body is an organism. Health is when we are not in sync. Or un being unhealthy is when your body is not working, your organ parts is not working harmoniously as a body. Health is when your body is sick with the entire organs. You, you hear what I'm going to say this? You know, it, and, and, and I've always told people this, great, you have your own walk, but when we come together, we are the church. The gates of hell should not prevail against the church. It did not say the gates of hell. Solo, alone, you are not the church. Hello? So when I come together, it's where the spirit moves and where the leader is leading. I flow together with it. And when I flow together with it, listen very carefully, I break the inertia in the spirit. Amen. And I flow. I begin to praise God. There are times I don't feel like, there are times, there are some songs that I don't feel like I can sit down there and say, huh. I don't get a breakthrough. But there are times I say, God, I'm going to praise you anyhow. God, I, I, I don't like E minor songs, okay? I don't like E minor songs. I, I just don't like it. My wife will choose E minor songs, you know? And, and I'm like, oh Lord, you know what? Who cares? Just praise Him. Amen. Can we unite together and magnify the Lord? Everybody say, praise God. I don't have time to cover this, but I want you to understand this. In the Bible, there are people that microscope their problem and they are magnifying their problem. We can see it all the time. You know, David is always magnifying the Lord. Amen. You know, he is always saying, oh, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. He was a worship leader. Amen. And, 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 and there are times where, where we don't need no music to, to, to wake us up. My goodness, God is so big that we, you know, worship is not about music, you know. <laughs> the Bible did not say they that worship him must worship him in instruments. Spirit and in truth. Amen. Uh, hello. So you know what? I tell God, okay, I'm not a good singer, but I'm going to try. I'm going to be an instrument. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to be your instrument. I'm going to be your rhythm. Amen. I want, to, I, I want to do things your way. And I start to praise Him. I start to be thankful. And I start to do all things. And, 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 and you know, trying to connect with God. And lo and behold, I wait for the wave. Listen, folks, in your prayer time, you wait for the wave. <laughs> Amen. Just like in preaching, we wait for the wave. Where the spirit of the Lord move. This week we saw a lot of wave when my teaching. Amen. I look for the wave. And when the wave comes, I take on my surfboard and just. And there becomes a liberty. 
and I flow in that liberty. And I flow in that liberty, then I begin to pray. Amen. What God you want me to pray. In the prayer meeting, when people just talk about needs and not relational towards God, it becomes dead, dull, and boring. But when I become relationship, I'm a relational to God. When I talk to Him like my lover, I love you, Lord. Amen. There are times that I don't know what else to say. You know, my, my vocab is stuck. You know what I do? I speak in tongues. Amen. Because He's so big that my language cannot describe Him. There's no English word can define God. Amen. So I begin to let my tongue go and just worship. And, and, and then here's something that happens, you know. You know, like, like, like there's a worldly song. I hope you don't mind me saying. They're saying, uh, uh, that I think it's the Twisted Sisters. I don't know. I cannot remember. They are twisted anyway. But they sang a song called, I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Oh. <laughs> Amen. You're laughing. You'll hear that song before. I think that song was meant for us. Enthusiastic comes from the word chaos. When I think about God, it's chaos. It's exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I think I like it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Hallelujah. Amen. They got that from us. It's just like that. Oh, you start off warming up, praise him. You go autopilot. You know, when I'm saying autopilot, and then he hits you what you're doing. And then your, your mind catch up with your action. And then you suddenly, ooh, I can feel something. I'm so, no, I'm not saying, uh, let's sing another song. Uh, <laughs> praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Come on, let's sing it. Love Him. Love Him. Love Him in the morning. Love Him in the noontime. Come on, and then you start to feel that liberty and you start to feel that flow because you know what you're doing? Praise plows. Praise plows. Oh, I, I, let me say this. Oh, pastor, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to pray one hour. How so long, uh, pastor? One hour, one hour. You know what? When you learn how to praise him, you learn how to exalt him, one hour is not enough. One hour is just my praise time. I say again, one hour is just my praise time. I mean, I sit in the car, I say, oh, I don't believe it. Time flies so fast when you're having fun, isn't it? And God wants us to have fun. He's with you. He's, he wants to show you His miracles. He wants to magnify Himself to you. But don't put Him in a box. Magnify the Lord. Let Him go. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you see a problem, you see a solution. I've got to get out of this stronger. <laughs> Amen. I say, I've got to get out of this stronger. And I'm going to magnify you. Amen. You know the story of Job. I'm going to end with this story. I, I, I don't have time, but, but I'm going to end with this story. Job was looking at, oh, he was doing a microscope. You know, sometimes, you know, you need to tell your, your saints, are you doing a microscope or are you using a telescope? Amen. And, and, and he, he started out right until he became discouraged, disappointed, depressed. And he started saying in Job chapter 10 verse 1, My soul loves my life. I will give free course to my complaint. That means I'm not going to put restraint in my mouth. 
I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I'm not asking you to deny the reality of your situation nor express your pain or frustration to God, but we need to have balance in view of reality. Your reality exists beyond just the natural. We need to see it with a spiritual eyes. Here's, here's God's reply, God to Job. Job chapter 38, verse 1 and 5. Then the Lord answered to Job, out the whirlwind and say, Who is this? Who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurement. Surely you know or who stretched the line upon it. Amen. God saying this, I've been around for the whole of eternity. You have been in existence only for a hundred years, baby. Hundred years. Who are you to tell me? I created the heavens and the earth. I am your creator. Hallelujah. You see, in terms of this life, when God is trying to save you for eternity, you know how long is eternity? I cannot comprehend. How long is eternity? That's why the scripture says forever and ever. Amen. When God is trying to save you from the temporal things of this world, you only see now. You know, I, I have to pause for a moment. I have to realign myself and say, Lord, I need to behold your glory one more time. Sometimes in life, there's no answers. And that can hit us real bad but then the scripture says until I come to the house of the Lord <laughs> until I come to the house of why? because this is a part of heaven this is a part where we talk about the character of God His greatness His goodness Amen I say again there are two hound dogs that's going after us every day of our life two hound dogs I call them the hound dogs goodness and mercy it will chase you Amen you know, there are times when we are in an Asian culture, we, we, we operate with fear. And one of the new converts asked me this question in sh shivering and said, Pastor, can I lose my salvation? I, I, I stopped him and said, let's talk about losing. You, you talk as if like you're losing your keys. Salvation is not like that. You just lose your keys so easily. God loves you. He will fight for you. Amen. You know what? God loves us with an everlasting love. He wants you to make it, but you need to pause. You need to cast down imaginations. You need to start magnifying the Lord. Amen. I, I can't do that for you. Amen. The word praise to, to exhibit, manifest. Praise is not praise. You can be worshipping, but praise is not praise if there is no manifestation of your words your hands amen your legs you know i love it when people come up here to praise you know they may be going through a tough time but they're saying that mind stop this is my memory muscle oh god you know what i tell our church people it doesn't matter whether you understand the dynamic of it but you know in kung fu they make you spar over the air, like you, you know, you don't know what you're doing. I say, what is, what's this all good for? They are trying to build memory muscles. You know why when someone hits you, you 
It just came out. It just came out. Some of us, we have lost the exercise of magnifying the Lord. It, you know what, folks? This is exercise here today. Some of you are waiting that you're going through a difficult situation. Come on, I'm saying this. This is time for practice. Come on, let's stand for a moment. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Isn't God exciting? Isn't God on the throne? Look here, look here. Look here. I'm, I'm not getting you. Here, here. I want you to look on the left and the right. I said, would you magnify the Lord with me? Amen. I give you full permission to do your deal. <laughs> Amen. You know, I say again, I give you full permission to do your deal. Do you know what I mean? That means you can express yourself. Come on, I, I say again, God has given us the spirit of liberty. Amen. Come on, let's lift our hands one more time. Let's exalt Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we exalt You. We give You honor. We give You praise. Come on, let's let Your voice for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, go after that wave. Come on, go after that wave. Go after that flow.